Epinephrines is a mature podcast for adults, even though I still regularly watch Pokemon. Listening discretion is advised. Go to the emergency department to have a splinter removed from their butt. <laughs> I was like, Aunt Millie, can you push on his right upper quadrant over there? Like, can you? Uh... <laughs> Zero of pharmacy school prepared me for seeing any butts. But he was completely unconscious, snoring. And it's like every part of him was covered except his junk. <laughs> <laughs> Was the night before Christmas in the ER. Twas the night before Christmas. The ED was quiet. Not a creature was stirring. There wasn't a riot. The patients slept soundly so snug in their cots, with some having dreams of free vodka shots. When out rang a noise, the silence was broke. A priority one as incoming it spoke. The voice on the phone was all crackled and manic. Our poor EMS seemed to be in a panic. The report filtered in, and I soon became hot, as responders reported that Santa's been shot. They rushed in St. Nick, still smiling his greeting. Oh no, ho ho ho, I'm certainly bleeding. Santa, I cried in the foulest of moods. Who did this, I asked. He whispered, two dudes. I stifled emotions, good Santa just hissed. They both made the top of my naughty list. We stripped him and flipped him to find bullet holes. Our tasks were quite clear. Accomplish our goals. I acted quite quickly and did ABCs, looking him over from red hat to knees. A hole in the leg and the belly and chest. Such violence to Santa was hard to digest. His cap had been shot. The slug count to four. Its white fluffy ball fell off to the floor. I did a quick rectal, and to my surprise, amazing the sight I beheld with my eyes, I pulled out my finger and felt at a loss, for it was now covered with rich chocolate sauce. We threw in a chest tube, and I went insane. The tube changed right there into sweet candy cane. The nurses inserted the foley agog, and from his new catheter poured some eggnog. We worked fifty minutes, our pulses were dashing, just trying to keep this man's vitals from crashing. We poured in the saline, but nothing would last as candy poured out from his holes just as fast. His pressure came down, his heart rate did too, and then it occurred to me just what to do. This man is of magic and candy and dreams. Perhaps we should try some ulterior means. I opened D50, the strongest we had, and to the container we started to add our dreams and our hopes, strong coffee as well, more sugar, some glitter, and the sound of a bell. We poured our concoction right into his heart, and all we could hope was that magic would start. At first, there was nothing, and then just a blip. He stirred, then he fluttered, and then he did grip. He yanked out the cane that I'd thrust in his side. He crunched off a bite, and he took it in stride. The chest hole now healed, the abdomen too. He yanked out his foley and winked at our crew. 
Now off from the bed he sprung like a lemur, despite on the x-ray he'd broken his femur. That magical elf had healed himself true. He ran out the door saying, got work to do. Then quickly, I woke from my dark working desk. I'd fallen asleep, quite lacking in rest. It all was a dream, I said, wiping my eyes. But something seemed odd, and to my surprise, I saw something white that fell to my lap, the perfect round puffball from kind Santa's hat. I ran outside hearing as he flew out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a safe night. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Almost. Merry Craigmas. Merry Craigmas. Epinephrine's holiday episode, sing your favorite song. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort I of Christmassy, it. isn't it? <laughs> epinephrine's, epinephrine's, epinephrine's. <laughs> You know, we could, we've got four of us. We could do a four-part harmony. It would be mm. beautiful. <laughs> All right. Christmas, Epinephrines. So, well, welcome back to Epinephrines, the Christmas episode. I am Rob Brandt, and with me, as always, are my favorite Epinephrines. And today, um, we're going to introduce ourselves, and we're going to talk about what our most favoriteest gift we got as a little kid and i'll start so again i'm rob brandt i'm a er doc for umpteen years in the er and i love what i'm doing still and my favorite christmas gifts or i guess the one that really sticks in my memory was when i got the nintendo entertainment system and it wasn't it wasn't to me because it was to the whole family because i'm the fourth of four so it was you know to the older kids but me being the beautiful wonderful nerd that i am lost my mind and i don't know how many straight hours of playing just the original super mario brothers i had but i remember with just vivid detail of not being able to use my left thumb because it was just <laughs> red raw <laughs> just raw from holding down the forward button and back and mashing so that was my favorite christmas gift that i got as a child how about you Shock. guys I'm shocked that with three older siblings, you ever got to play. <laughs> it's oh, kind yeah. Of true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Many in the wee hours of the night. <laughs> um, my name's Jen James. I'm a PA in the emergency department. I have been for many years now. Um, I The only like big gift that I can remember getting as a kid was this like bike. And I can remember vividly, I got a bike and my sister got a, um, like a one of those old school like tricycles, the big wheels, and riding it up our bikes up and down the hallway in my parents' house. And I think it was at that moment that they regretted getting us bikes in December in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we did all winter was ride those bikes up and down that hallway. And then summer came around <laughs> and you were sick of your bikes. Well, we had a pool you at that point, them. so we were outside in the pool. <laughs> Anything that burns off energy until you're sleep i think works knowing that now mm -hmm. um my name's casey brandt i'm a clinical pharmacist in the emergency department um i think my favorite christmas gift that i got when i was uh, i was four years old and um that year the doorbell rang and a random grown person ran off of our patio and opened the door and there's a cage 
with a bunny rabbit in it just left on the door. And I was like, okay, I got a pet bunny as our first pet. I remember seeing it at the pet store and my parents are like, no, you have to leave it here. And I was very sad. And then Christmas comes and random stranger rings the doorbell and leaves this bunny on the porch. Um, and so I got a bunny and I named it Thumper and um, I fell asleep with it in bed with me and I had this big wooden headboard on my bed and the rabbit chewed the entire headboard like end to end, like <laughs> <laughs> destroyed it. And I think my parents thought, oh, it's a bunny rabbit. It'll be a nice starter pet. We'll have it for a couple years. It'll die. We'll get a dog. The rabbit lived 15 years um, oh my God. and we had it forever. <laughs> And, you know, I was like four years old and I couldn't, I didn't do a lot taking care of the rabbit. So my dad was like the main caretaker for this rabbit forever. Oh, Thumper, rest in peace. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was, at the time I was so excited. That was our first pet. So, so awesome Christmas present. <laughs> my name's Jacob Barnett. I'm a physician assistant in the emergency department. Um, my, uh, uh, the, um, Christmas present that I remember the most is uh, getting the uh, Nintendo 64. I remember opening that box and was very excited. So the first gaming system I got was for my 25th birthday, and it was a Nintendo <laughs> DS. <laughs> Otherwise, we were not allowed to play. I still have it. I even upgraded it a few years ago. We we we've pretty much get the newest thing. Well, we the most recent we've got this, the Nintendo Switch, which I highly recommend nintendo switch please uh sponsor our podcast because i want more games and that freaking <laughs> thing's amazing <laughs> be a christmas miracle well this episode is all about things that happen towards christmas and in the emergency department christmas of course is a magical time sometimes it's it's a weird time weird things happen in the er during christmas i mean uh, i mean it's it's cool it's exciting it's always crazy stuff seems to come in. So I don't know if you guys had any fun or exciting stories of either things that happened in the ER or at home during Christmas relating to the ER. So what stories do you have, guys? Um, so I can tell a story. I won't <clears throat> out these people for who they are, but um, <laughs> my family has a delightful <laughs> tradition. I won't out them. It could be anybody. My family. I have a really big family, so it's a long list of people. Going to the emergency department on holidays. We like holidays specifically. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the way it is. Maybe it's because we're responsible people and we go to the doctors otherwise and don't hit up the emergency department. But um, I have had more than one family member that has had to go to the emergency department to have a splinter removed from their butt. <laughs> So my parents, like the home that we primarily lived in when I was growing up, has chair rail around the entire like main floor. So inevitably, we're all stuffed in because like I said, I have a very large family and people are trying to get behind others that are already sitting down and they're like rubbing against the chair rail and a piece <laughs> of wood <laughs> breaks off and Twice now, it's been to a large enough piece that they weren't able to get it removed at home, and they had to go into the ER to have it removed. <laughs> was, was it on Christmas? I know for sure the one was on Christmas. I don't remember when the other one was. Did the whole family get to go to the ER then? or No. Only those directly affected and a driver. And a driver. That sounds like a very PG reason to get a splinter in your butt. Right? That is true. <laughs> Are you having a pajama-themed get together because I feel like regular pants should be able to withstand splinters. 
Uh, we have a pretty hard set rule that you like dress up for holidays, oh. and so <laughs> most of us are like in dresses, tight, tight. Yeah, they don't really <laughs> offer much protection. I have uh, my 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 parents' house has chair rails all around, and so I'm like, I feel like that could happen. What are chair rails? Help me out here. It, it's like the the wood, the border. It's like a wooden trim that hits like mid wall, and the whole idea they call it a chair rail because if you pull a chair out, it'll hit that instead of the wall. Oh, okay. I actually have some in my room. Yeah, like this. This is chair rail. For the people who uh, can't see what she's pointing to, she's pointing to chair rail for apparently everybody else who knows what chair rail is. So <laughs> I think that's pretty much everybody else on the face of the planet. So I think we're covered. I'm not known for my knowing of things like this or handiness. You talk about Zelda, you talk about Mario, I'm with you. You talk about chair rail or basic house maintenance, I'm like... Boy, sounds like I gotta hire somebody for that. <laughs> I only know because my parents' house, uh, their basement flooded, and they had to rip out all the wood paneling and the chair railing all the way around the basement. And my husband's explaining this to me because they did a lot of the tear out, and he's like, "We had to tear all this out. We had to tear the chair railing out." And I'm nodding like I understand. Mm, they have the chair railing. He's like, "I don't think we're gonna put all that back up unless they want to redo it the same way." I'm like, "That's what that was called. That's chair railing." Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not gonna redo the chair railing. Yep. And I was like, why is it called chair healing? Okay. And I kind of thought it through and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to forget that. It's really weird, but we have it all over the house. It's an older, <laughs> older generation thing. Well, it is, you could do it yourself. You put up the paneling, put the chair railing. Yeah, we do have wood paneling on the bottom half of all of the walls too, now that you say that. Apparently <laughs> you can end up with splinters in your butt though. Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> I have a Christmas morning story from the ER. Ooh. Mine uh, has to do with, my dog is in here, if you can hear that. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. um, she's a little French bulldog, and she snores louder than anyone, I believe. So. <laughs> uh, um, so Christmas morning in the emergency department, like we said, it can be like a little, little strange there, right? Quiet, would you say? Let's not use that word. Yeah, let's not. Nobody uses that word. Because I have to work this Christmas. Yeah, you just cursed everybody working right now. What is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> ERs across the country right now just flooded, and they're like, "What? Yeah, how, how could? How did ten hemophiliacs get into a bar fight with all these osteogenous imperfectas at the same time? It's uncanny." <laughs> Yep, yeah, yep, some nurse is going to finish their I, triage shift and they're going to start making a voodoo doll. And they're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Get some chair rail. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, she's going to rail you with chair rail. <laughs> so um, I feel like m my opinion is like the truly sick tend to come in on Christmas because no one wants to be in the emergency department on Christmas unless they have to. Right. And we all know that patient that we are fearful of when you walk in and you're like, ooh, is this, is this person, are, are they going to, are we going to make it through this together, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of the reaction that I had. But the problem was, is um, I walked into the room and what I saw was a very elderly gentleman laying in bed. He apparently was the patriarch of the family. I don't know how, but somehow before I even got into the room, his nine children were already surrounding the cot. Nine. <laughs> I had an audience of nine. Oh, no. Sounds like an episode of like, or like Sound of Music or something. Grandpa already had his best Afghan laid over him. Oh, no. And there was, in fact, a 
propped up photo of his favorite saint already sitting on the counter of the ED. Oh, boy. Wow. Is there a candle lit, too? I, there was no candles. I'm surprised we weren't holding a vigil already. Um, <laughs> but apparently everyone had gathered for Christmas. And uh, Great Grandpa didn't seem to be doing well. And so <laughs> they decided to bring him into the emergency department. I walk in, I introduce myself, and I say, my name's Jacob. I'm going to be taking care of you today. And the first words that I get out of the old man are, I want to go home. Oh, oh, Lord. no. But I don't think he meant back to his house. <laughs> yeah, he went, that's home. That's home to Jesus. Home to Jesus is where we wanted yeah. to go. Um, while I think, oh, sorry. Let me deal with this dog. <laughs> can you really, we got to guess. Can you give, give us a picture of the dog, please? I just want to see a picture. I just want to see your dog for a second. He doesn't have his headphones on. The kids were getting loud. So I asked him to close the like bathroom door. And like before she closed, the dog walked in. And I'm like, now I'm stuck in here with the dog. Great. You're like, <laughs> listen, listen, honey, I'm trying to have me time. I need you to watch yes. the kids and the dog. Yes. This is really no, important. Just... It's a really serious podcast. We're generating a lot of revenue right now. Got... This is really going to boost our bottom line. <laughs> yeah, We have a dozen of listeners. A dozen listeners. How, how long have we been recording? Like, we've been talking for 45 minutes. And then we push the play button for two seconds. And I hear, like, loud wailing crying coming from downstairs. <laughs> That's because yeah. they're listening, and you said quiet and yeah. slow, and they yeah. were like, yeah. and slow. Yeah, that's what happened. You All said right. the Q word, and then yeah, sorry, go yeah. on. We're gonna do this whole episode and just bring that up over and over. <laughs> so, Grandpa was laying in bed. We had the vigil being held by the whole family. The entire, the entire clan was present. Grandpa had the the severe belief that he was heading home. People were dabbing their eyes. And I really got to the bottom of, like, why they brought him in. And Grandpa was complaining of, like, back pain. And we, I think we knew that Grandpa had, um, you know, some severe degenerative uh, disease in his back. Um, we knew that Grandpa was not doing well. I think Grandpa probably should have been on hospice. But the surprising thing was that, like, Grandpa had rock-solid vital signs. Like, <laughs> Grandpa wasn't actually doing that bad. I, and that's what I had to explain to the family. Like, I was like, you know, I think that, I think that, yeah, I was like, let's get Grandpa's pain under control. But I really think you guys can probably go home with him. And so no, he, no. Meant, he, he meant back home home. He, he was like, I just wanted them to give me a Motrin, not bring me in here today. <laughs> I I really, and they were like, no, no, no. Like, we're prepared. We have this picture and we're yes. all here. And, yes. you know, we'll you're like, we're going to go and um, we're going to do this in front of everybody where they can give you a big syringe or something. And it's all fine. And he's like, N no, no, I'm ready for the, the Festivus wrestling tournament or whatever. Like, <laughs> I just need a Tylenol. I really do. Like, and a lidocaine patch. And I'm, I'm what's sad. wrong with these nine <laughs> idiots who brought me here? Yeah, no, they made, they, we all came here together. They made me ride in the back of the van, which is bumpy. the worst. Yes, really bumpy. And I just did not. 
there's pie at home. There's no pie here. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> I think I gave them a Christmas miracle. Like I was like, Grandpa's not dying. I was like, he's gonna make it. They wanted him off. They're waiting for their inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, could you give him the big syringe? Can you make him real comfortable? <laughs> he said it. He wants to go home. Send him home. This is a happy <laughs> Yeah, no, he can go home. But we're all already here. It felt like a lot of pressure to get, like, I, like, had to work at, like, I was like, no, really. I think he's going to be okay. Like, let's get his pain under control and you guys can get out of here. Enjoy Christmas. <laughs> they were like, Dang it, I gotta go home with my family. Are you sure? I want to know who carries around <laughs> the picture of the saint. Which which kid's carrying that around, the picture of the saint? And was it in a frame? Or was yes. it just like a... It was in a frame. So does somebody carry that in the car? Is that in the glove box? Is it in somebody's know. purse? Maybe it hangs over Grandpa at all times. Is it in home? his go bag for the hospital? No, no, they were trying to outdo each other. That's what it was. It was, um, you know, like, oh, I'm never around, but this is going to be my one contribution. Like, it, you know what? We should take him to the hospital. You know what? We should take him to this hospital. It is. I'm getting the saint. I'm bringing the saint. I will. I'm bringing the saint. He's going to be like, thank God somebody remembered the saint because I don't want to die without this picture. And it's going to be like, Kyle, you are my favorite. Eh, like, Ed. do you see that? Do you see that? I'm the favorite. You're never here. You live in Colorado. You never come to anything except this one thing. Yeah, but I came to this, didn't I? And I brought the picture of the saint, and he called He's me out. He's rewriting right his end. will. That's right. That's right. Kyle gets a third dead. Um, yeah, the rest of you get one one ninth. It used to be one ninth, but now that he's got a third, you all get right. like one fourteenth. That's right. Get Deal Gerald, my attorney, on the phone because Kyle <laughs> brought the picture. Um, it's the same as with anybody else. With you know, you come in for yourself and you have all these symptoms or you bring a kid in and it's like, what do you mean? They're fine. Um, they're fine. Is that, is that good news? Uh, I, yeah, I guess that's that's good news. And this is like this hint of disappointment that we didn't yeah. find anything because it kind of invalidates like that big buildup. Like you had this group think going on where it's like, we should go to the ER, right? Yeah, we should go to the ER. Something's seriously wrong. Like, yeah, right. We're not wasting our time, right? No, we're not wasting our time. Little Billy's got a poop. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's, it's good news. Um, They're, yeah, they're just constipated or this is just their normal pain or, you know, they're not, they don't have a giant dissection or anything going on or anything. You, you can go. Oh, gr great. I can go. <laughs> They're <laughs> mentally ready for the, the worst. Yes, now, I yeah. also didn't mention that while they were there for like, I mean, we got him some Dilaudid. We got him more comfortable. He was happy. But while we were there, the extended family showed up. So like they were like, oh my gosh. The, not, like the nine like originals were like switching out. Like I was like, no more people can go in there. Like... <laughs> How do you even get to bedside? It's like, like, it's like in rugby where you got like the scrum and you got all these people around and you can't get to the ball that's hiding in the middle. I was like, Aunt Millie, can you push on his right upper quadrant over there? Like, can you? Uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna all pass right. my stethoscope off. Can somebody listen to his heart for me? Yeah, Buster, listen to his heart, please. Did you hear? Did you hear? Lub dub, lub dub, whoosh, lub dub, whoosh, whoosh dub, whoosh dub. Which which one? Or was just? I mean, he's ninety eight, so yeah. You're like, there's a two visitor per person limit. Yeah. So unless some more of you are checked in, we can't have this many people back here. Oh, I need to check in. All bunch. I say, don't encourage that kind of behavior. Yeah, you just make this mistake of saying that. Oh, I have. Yeah, all of a sudden, like you have five rooms. Dang it. 
And they call you from the front. We got a family plan out here of stubbed toes. Could you come see mm-hmm. that? Yeah, they stubbed them going in and out of this room. Get them out of here. Yeah, they got into an argument about who did They're more. They're all claiming they have a sliver in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of chair rail in the house. There's a lot of chair rail. It'll get you every time. Uh, suddenly every ER waiting room was full of chair railing and we're drumming up business. I don't think I want to see that many butts. Oh, you don't man. already see that many butts? I don't want to have to pull things out of them. Well, you do have a fair amount that you have to poke a hole in and get pus out. That's pretty common. Zero of pharmacy school prepared me for seeing any butts. Frequently see butts before I even make it to setting my stuff down before I start the day. And I guess that is kind of just part of being a pharmacist in the emergency department. But <laughs> like a lot of my pre-pharmacy experience was working in retail. I saw zero butts. See butts all the time now. You can't not see it. It's not like you're looking for it. I, I don't even like I don't even examine people though. They're just butts in the hallway. <laughs> I don't think anything will ever really prepare people for how much nudity there is in the emergency department. That is mm-hmm. the truth. And we have we have rooms. You know what I mean? Some ERs are just curtains. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes it's like, okay, people are not feeling good and the gowns are not like intuitive to close. And it's like, yep, you got to walk to the bathroom. I get it. You're just like, I just need to go and I'm not going to tie my gown. Fine. But some people are just like running around and, you know, or they are trying to show people their butts. And that's just how it is. There are butts, butts all over. Everybody has a butt and it's either going to be in or out. Oh, man. Yeah. That reminds <laughs> me of, oh, geez. This was, this is a few years ago where, I, I think, I mean, I want to give the nurse the benefit of the doubt and say that this wasn't a booby trap for me. But on second <laughs> thought, maybe this was 100% a booby trap for me and they just were giggling. But they're just like, oh, yeah, he's in there. He, he's out. It was, it was one of our local inebriates who had had too much. And they, I mean, they don't know how to put on a gown. So they, of course, they wear it like, you know, like a blazer instead of having putting their arms in. Like, yeah, he's he's fine. We think he's fine. You can just go check on him. And I was like, all right. So I, I walk in and of course he's completely, you know, he's very, very, very drunk and he had pants on, but the pants were around his knees. And it was just like, it was like he was, but he was completely unconscious snoring. And it's like every part of him was covered except his junk. <laughs> <laughs> like, like sterile preps just for that area. <laughs> it was like, he was, it was like, he was all bundled up. It's like, dude, I don't know if he thought he needed to go to the bathroom and somehow in his inebriate slumber, he managed to unbutton, pull his pants down just enough to get his junk out and then fell back asleep. And I'm just like, and covered his head up. Yeah, like I go with that's not the case because I don't think it's on a handful of occasions I've seen any of them actually take off their pants to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they usually just go through them. And it's just like, oh, I no part of me wanted to see that. And there there it is. We call that Tuesday in the ER. You just It's just another thing. Just to, oh, that's, that's, yep. Hey, guess what? It's a penis. Yep, yep, it is. <laughs> it's your Christmas gift for It's me. a Christmas gift. That's right. And that's how it's, it's a Christmas, Christmas story. Because it's any other day. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the other clientele that we see on that day. That is You true. see the really sick. <sighs> and then our regulars. Although sometimes our regulars are in withdrawal because nothing's open on Christmas. That's and if true. Stock up yeah. accordingly. Gotta think ahead. You do. I'm not real good at that a lot of the time, but... <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have booze stashed all over the city. How do you think they leave at like 3 o'clock in the morning and come back at 7? 
waste face. Gotta, it's got There's got to be like squirrely hidey holes in trees and stuff. There, there has to be like secret hiding spots that like gallons of boot. And the greatest scavenger hunt. <laughs> oh, the worst scavenger hunt. Because like, because I heard that like squirrels bury a lot of nuts and like tons of the nuts that they bury they never find. And these guys are hiding these things when they're smashed. So there's got to be similarly mm-hmm. just gallons and gallons and gallons of booze hidden all over the city. That are just like, ooh, look, I just found this random porter of a fifth just sitting Hospital here. Hospital grade hand sanitizer everywhere. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if, exactly. If you did a real life spy movie where these people have like secret stashes with their passport and cash everywhere, like if they went to get it, it would be missing and there would be like a gallon of booze like hidden there. It'd be like, what the? I, was it my gun and my stuff here? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, I spent that and. um. Uh, this is where I, I keep my uh, my Mad Dog 2020 now. Um, yeah, you I I found that a long time ago. Well, uh, let me go to all of my other hiding spots. Yeah, I found all those too. <laughs> 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 all right, I have a Christmas story, um, a December-ish story. So um, if we have we have people who you know fall asleep outside for whatever reason, and had this younger guy who had this was youngish because he had a a crazy looking long beard um and it was kind of grayish whitish color honestly outside and he had a core temp had gotten down to like the high 80s and he was altered so we were going to intubate him um and just with his giant beard he was kind of santa looking and i don't know if anybody has a term for cold guy i prefer mansicle Kind of like popsicle. I don't know if there's a <laughs> term for cold woman like damesicle. I don't know. But anyway, so we have mansicle. He's altered. So we're going to intubate him. And um, so the pharmacist will help out with the intubations. We'll drop the meds and we'll hand them off to um, the nurse to push them. And we'll be getting the rest of the post-intubation meds ready. And so we have uh, succinylcholine, paralytic, and atomidate, which are sedatives. So hand them off to the nurse. They push the atomidate and they push the succinylcholine for the patient they're under like 10 blankets because we tried to throw a bunch of blankets on them to get it warmed up really quickly so they'd give the meds and they're like okay the patient's ready for intubation and if you picture it the attendings at the head of the bed with like the blade ready and then respiratory therapists are there with the tube with the um the stylet in it like holding it and then the vents all set up and there's just people all around like waiting for the meds to take effect and they're like okay the meds are in we wait the appropriate amount of time like they're sedated and paralyzed and the attending goes to like intubate the patient touches face and the guy just like sits up and it's like, like the, the big roar. His face is all red. He has this crazy beard, and he like makes eye contact with everybody in the room. Everybody just freezes and stands back, like they're all holding their equipment up in the air, like ready to intubate him. And he just like sh- he just shouts and. He like, and I'm kind of down near the foot of the bed. And he like looks at me, like into my soul, like roars, and then <laughs> he like lays back down and passes out. And I'm like, huh? What the heck just happened? The largest vesiculation ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, like Santa does not want to be intubated. He's got stuff to do, I guess. And so they're tapping him and they're like, he's not out. He's not paralyzed. Like, it's been a minute and a half. I was like, okay. We're on my naughty list. Right. And so they're looking at me and they're like, well, what do we give him now? The meds aren't working. I'm like, okay, what do you mean the meds aren't working? Like, the meds, one of the meds has got to be working. And I'm like, I don't know. This is my <laughs> second year as a clinical. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to give him now. We know how was the meds not working. And I'm like, wait a minute he's got like 10 blankets on it i was like i we're like is that iv in and we like pull it off and sh- no it is not in we like 
squirted all the meds all over the bed under the blankets. So that would have been a difficult intubation. Yeah, so no, so, yeah, so, so yeah, just yeah, yeah, intubate this hang a like angry frozen man um, with My, no medication. Slightly moist from the medications. <laughs> yes, yes. Are the are the meds I gave you to make you comfortable oh. working yet? Like I bathed you in them. No. So we drop real the transdermal route. Hey, do we have topical succinylcholine? Is that not a thing? So no, so we drew up some more meds and gave those and intubated him because he was altered and not protecting his airway. And seems like he was protecting his airway if he was able to sit and shout. Well, just for a minute. <laughs> Maybe he was just hangry. Did somebody offer him a chicken salad sandwich? Well, no, yeah. No. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. I just... Um, <laughs> the turkey you can heat those up in the microwave oh, i'm looking for the christmas song for this or something i'm trying to like casey with your meds so bright can't we tube santa right tonight all of the other drunk guys wouldn't get tubed as well so every time i have like that one uh, attending in the room with me and we're like waiting for a respiratory distress to come in i'm like hey you remember when we tried to intubate that really cold santa looking person and the meds got squirted all over the bed and they didn't work because the IV wasn't in and they like sat up and yelled at us. Wasn't that hilarious? And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> I have a holiday story I can tell. Um, <laughs> when uh, my husband and I started dating, like one of the first holidays we spent together, um, I had had hip surgery. And so my parents had brought a pie that my aunt had made, a pumpkin pie. And he really loves pumpkin pie. And so he was the only one that had eaten it because we had made all this food. And so he eats a slice of it and he like loaded it up with whipped cream. And my parents, um, this was like one of the first holidays they had, they had with him. My parents are like, how's, how's the pie? Because my, my aunt is an amazing baker. She bakes all the time. Her kitchen is huge. She has like a double oven. It's like this picturesque display of desserts with all these tiered displays and like four kinds of pie. And... Um, they're like, how's the pie? And he's like, oh, it's it's really, it's really good. And he's just, he's just piling like more and more whipped cream on every bite. And he just, they're like, do you want another, another piece? Do you want us to leave it to them? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Um, You guys should take it home with you. And so my parents get the pie home. And my dad has some and he's like, oh, this is, this is disgusting. Um, What? They're, like, and they, they text my aunt um, and they're like, what is wrong with this pie? Like, it doesn't taste right. And she's like, oh, I think I forgot to put the sugar in. It tasted terrible. And so <laughs> they they texted me and they they said, hey, ask him like why he ate that whole piece of pie. And he's like, oh, I didn't want to say anything. It was awful. And he just like <laughs> he just he just kept choking his way through it because he didn't want to be rude. She everyone said she was such a good pie maker. Must not yeah. insult. And he's just like, I don't know what they're talking about with this lady and her baking. Like like the pie looked really nice. It tasted awful. And my. <laughs> So they thought, right? They thought my husband was really weird after that. Like, why didn't he say anything? What's wrong with him? Can he not taste good food? Like He's trying to be polite yeah, yeah. so hard. So every every holiday now, it's like, did you want some pie? We made sure there was sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> or every time they like every, every holiday party we get together, it's like, here's some pie. We put sugar in it just for you. It's just <laughs> just constantly gets because we we heard that that's important to you. He just constantly gets harassed about it. It's I was like, oh, that was really nice of you. Just to it's like, did you think they were not gonna figure it out? Like. <laughs> 
eventually someone else is going to eat the pie. Yeah. Or maybe we're all just, my entire family is weird. They just like it this way. Paleo. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We all protein. We like raw pie. What? (laughs) Merry Christmas. One and all. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from the epinephrine. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. That's right. We will see you guys probably in 2021. Oh my goodness. Weird, isn't it? If I make it through the Christmas shift, that Jacob cursed for me. Get there, yeah, come on. <laughs> if we make if we make it to twenty one or twenty twenty one, we'll see you then. I think we're all gonna be out sick, and Jacob's just gonna work every day. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your shift, Jacob, if you survive it. All right, guys, bye for now. I'm gonna go check on my children. Thank you so much for listening to us, the Epinephrines. This is our last episode of 2020. Come and listen more in 2021. As always, all of our stories are altered from the original story to protect the innocent. And as always, yes, we are medical providers, but we are not your medical providers. So if you have actual medical problems or actual medical questions, please ask your medical doctor. And as a request, if we can have this wonderful little crazy podcast spread like a pandemic to your friends if you could just tell one friend about it that could make our christmas dreams come true but for now be excellent to each other be kind be safe be well be smart and have fun we'll see you guys in 2021 bye for now Sounds like a very PG reason to get a splinter in your butt.